To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So on today's podcast, I have back on my friend Cole Kramer and a new guest, Jonathan Blanc. So uh, Cole Kramer is a guide on Kodiak. Really like this guy, man. Um, just a, a diehard hunter, really knowledgeable, great bow hunter, and uh, just goes on a bunch of amazing adventures for goats and brown bear and sheep and and then does a bunch of his own adventures as well. So I always enjoy the conversation with him. And then we also had on Jonathan Black. So Jonathan Black was um, injured in combat and doesn't have his legs. And him and Cole Kramer put together this hunt for mountain goat. Uh, so it's just this amazing story. And um, spoiler alert, they have another hunt that's coming up this year uh, that was just um, uh, crazy. Like you'll hear it in the podcast, but uh, they just tell a really good story. And um, man, I just love Jonathan's mindset on things. Uh, I learned a lot from that. And then also... Uh, Cole Kramer, just amazing what he did to put this hunt together, and everybody really. I mean, it's just so much effort, so many logistics, uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company for what they did and put together this thing, so uh, just made for this amazing conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think you guys will enjoy it too. I want to thank our sponsors for today's show. I want to thank Onyx. So Onyx has changed the way that I hunt and scout. I use this app absolutely nonstop. So right now I've got a different color-coded uh, uh, waypoints that are marking this year's map study and research. And these are all places that I haven't really been yet that I'm marking different vantage points. And so I'm going through each and every hunt and studying up on the mountain ranges, vantage points, trailheads, roads. Uh, just doing all my research so when I show up, I really know uh, the unit that I'm hunting. So just an absolute game changer. Um, you can stick on tracking, so uh, it'll do your miles and elevation at the end of the day. It also helps me to track my routes when it's dark. Remember, I used it in New Zealand in this really steep, rugged terrain that I never would have made it back to camp if I didn't have a track in and through there. Uh, I also use Onyx offline, so remember to catch or save all your maps before you go on a hunt, and then you don't need service. You also don't need service for the GPS to work. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, a, a great app. I use it all the time for map research, map study, as well as real-time on the hunt. If you're not a member, make sure to get a membership to Onyx. I also want to thank Forever Barnwood. I'm so happy with this product and this company. So they create a, a product that's made out of new pine that's made to look old like barn wood. Uh, they have two different finishes on it. One's a circle saw finish. The other one's like a weather wood finish that looks like a, a wood that's been on a barn for 100 years. Uh, it's great because it's really nice to work with. It's all straight and true. It's milled correctly, and so it uh, just looks fantastic when it's done. So I used a bunch of this on my personal house. I did forever barnwood box beams in there, so my main great room ceiling, and you can check out some pictures I have on IG of it. it turned out really good. I used a shiplap for the back of the bar. 
I used all their custom doors, which is absolutely one of a kind. Uh, used their case trim, their base trim for my entire house. Uh, it, it just really added to the the finishing touches to like my house it's a western style home but really it fits in any style of home they'll ship all over the united states the price point is great like i can get the forever barnwood doors cheaper than i can get an alder door uh, so they're just amazing i'm using them on my house uh, also a bunch of builds that i'm doing check them out they're veteran owned just great guys in the company really take care of you and ship anywhere it's an amazing look so check them out at foreverbarnwood.com I also want to thank Outdoor Edge Knives. Outdoor Edge Knife is a replaceable blade knife, um, and these things will do all the job of uh, a regular knife, only you've got a, a blade that you can replace. It's absolutely razor sharp, and so this is what I'll use to butcher an entire deer, an entire elk. Uh, they just make a great knife, and it's a bit more burly and durable than the other replaceable blade knives, so a great product. Make sure to check them out at Outdoor Edge Knives. Also, check out Black Ovis. Black Ovis is an internet retail shop that has absolutely everything you need for your next hunt. Uh, Black Ovis carries all the top name brands as well as their own name brand. And you can save 10% on your order if you put in the promo code ELEVATED10. Also, check out CamoFire. Uh, some great deals on there, great name brands. It's an app where 80 new hunting deals come up every 24 hours, and these are deals on overstock items or uh, overstock sizes or anything like that. So you can really pick up some good quality gear for uh, an inexpensive price if you watch this app and watch things come up. So you can check them out at CamoFire. Over at Eastman's, we're going good on the magazines. We have the magazines Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. Uh, six issues a year for each one of those that alternate, so there's uh, an issue coming out every month. Uh, some great articles coming out. I ran, wrote a uh, Next Level Elk article. Uh, wrote a spring bear article, just finishing up and turning in a muley article this morning about thinking outside the box. It's a great article. Make sure to check them out. Uh, you can also check out Eastman's Tag Hub, our internet research tool, uh, Eastman's Mule Deer course. You can save some money on that if you put in the promo code BRIANMDC. Uh, that'll save you 10%. And, um, man, there's a, uh, with that Eastman's Mule Deer course, it's absolutely everything I've learned the last 25 years of traveling and hunting mule deer. So it's got all the different habitats all the way from the desert floor to the high country and everything in between, all the different seasons, uh, my tactics for stalking and shooting and executing good shots. I mean, absolutely everything I've learned hunting mule deer. It's $99. You can save 10% putting in the promo code BRIANMDC. And, um, man, I just think it's a huge value and will cut your learning curve by years by going through this course that's all videos put together uh, by myself, Dan Bacar, and Guy Eastman. Really proud at how this turned out, so you can check that out. And, um, man, make sure to go check out uh, my other podcast. So uh, we started a podcast with me and Dan Picard called Eastman's Bowhunting Journal Podcast Edition, Life of a Bowhunter. Uh, you have to search for it and find it as it's a new podcast. They're kind of tough to search for. But what I really like is the consistency with this podcast. Like, you know when you hear a really good podcast 
Uh, it's just um, it engages you. You listen to the whole thing. Time flies by. You pick up like good tips and tactics that you can implement into your own hunting. And uh, I think what we've done with this podcast is just made it uh, really consistently good. It's Dan and I on every episode. We'll have some guests here as we continue and kind of find our footing with this podcast. But I just think it's a great podcast with a bunch of great information. I'm really proud of it. So you can search it. It's on a different feed, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal Podcast Edition. And with that, let's get into this conversation. It's with Cole Kramer and Jonathan Blanc. I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Um, have warm weather. I know uh, I get tired of the, the cold in Montana. Like, I don't mind it. I like the cold, and any time it's nasty and blowing and gnarly, you know, it kind of reminds me, well, this is why we don't have the whole population here. It's nice. Right. But mm-hmm. the duration scares, scares. of it sometimes yeah. is like, uh, you know, it pretty much starts in like October, November, and then, you know, goes all the way through. And you think it's getting warm in April, but we can still get snow in June. And so right. that that duration <clears throat> of it seems like somewhere in the middle I have to get out and just soak in some sunshine, warmth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, a Kodiak. D, get a tan. Yeah, Kodiak, I only care about the weather when I'm out uh, guiding. Mm-hmm. After the guide season, rain, blow, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just you know, that's fine. No mm-hmm. big deal. No big deal. So yeah, it's uh, when I'm gone down the states for the shows and holidays, I'll call back up. Am I miss anything? Rain and wind. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not. <laughs> All's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you stay down here. Yeah. So I'm yep. with you. Where do you live, Jonathan? I live in Midway, up in right next to Park City. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you guys get winter here, and then yeah. um, gets nice again, huh? Yeah, I like all the four seasons that we have. Like. You know, I was stationed in California, and that shit got old. Like, 70 mm-hmm. degrees, sunny, same weather over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. I like inclement weather. Like, I just do. I miss thunderstorms from Kansas back home. Like, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I like what we have going on here. That's why I built a house here. So mm-hmm. When I he rips on a ski, man. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's, I stay busy all year round. Do so, you? Yeah. Rip on a ski? A mom ski, yeah. Yeah, right on, Hell man. Yeah. How is that? Like, awesome. uh, you have the same body control as, like, you had with skis on that thing? Mm, it's different. Yeah. Like you're basically in a prosthetic, and it's mounted to a ski, and it's got, like, a, a shock absorption system and, and oh, wow. like, a hinge, and it flexes and stuff like that. And it's, like, a balancing game, and then you have two outriggers with, like, little mini skis on it, and that kind of helps you. Once it's tight and fitted to you, you can do all your turns, basically, with your hips and just the way you lean and move your body. It moves with you, and then the outriggers there keep balance, and, you know, you can push yourself along and stuff like that when you have them in a cleat mode or ski mode, so... Yeah, and it's one of the fastest things on the mountain. I love it. Like, yeah, you'll have to, have to send you some videos on it that you can show. Cause, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. He rips. Man, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, how was the learning curve with it? I was a natural. I picked it up real quick. So my, my instructors were all pleasantly surprised. They said I should compete, but... God, that's a really cool photo. I don't want to get broken again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to shred and have fun with it. And Man, that's super off. cool kickers and jumps and take some cliffs and stuff here and there so that shock absorption system really works up in there where you can ride yep it's it's a balance you see right there oh yeah wow to my weight that is quite the deal yeah that's super cool man Mm -hmm. cool contraption yeah (laughs) well i really enjoyed your guys's film well thanks man what an awesome film what an awesome hunt yeah it was epic i loved it 
Man, super cool. So you guys did a, a, a goat hunt up off Kodiak up there where Cole resides. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole, you know Kodiak like the back of your hand. And um, so tell me how this came about. Well, um, I guess, you know, going back, he was supposed to come up the year before to do a Sitka blacktail deer hunt with a group of guys. Yep. And we had a pretty harsh winter. And uh, over the course of, like, the week before, we it, it, like – got super cold was blowing 50 60 everything iced up or riverways uh all the like landing lakes and uh lagoons and so i had to call guys at blackrock i called logan stark i was like logan i may have to cancel this thing and because the guys were going to fly out in two days to come up to alaska i was like man everything's frozen there's two feet of snow on the ground i don't know uh i i I think i'm gonna have to pull a plug because this is not going to be safe for anyone and I had hunters in the field stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And once I got those guys out, I spent a week packing gear out. I flew up Trevor Thompson from, from here in Salt Lake City, who guides me, who also works for Black Rifle. Um, but uh, him, myself, and my cousin spent a week packing a gear out. Because I had a camp for eight or nine guys in there. And we had to pack it all out. Oh, my gosh. It gets uh, for, for miles to, to, get it out, to get it out there to the... Uh, to a pickup area man so, nothing is easy out there huh sometimes it's it, it, you know everything can go so smooth but when that weather breaks man it's it can be brutal you two know two feet of snow yep yep two feet of snow and then, you know the snow is snow but like when you got ice everywhere mm-hmm. that's the other problem you know that you know if there was no ice then that's one thing um, i wasn't worried too much about the cold i'm like okay no one likes being super cold but the ice is bad and you get guys because uh yeah 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 you're just gonna multiply the injuries (laughs) from dropping people and freaking guys slipping and sliding but uh so the the ice is on the the top crust of the snow or no no any of the waterways and like floating rivers okay you know trying to navigate and then uh that stuff on on any slope is so dangerous even for the best athlete right it's like your feet can just go out from under you so fast yep yep but uh, so anyways we had to cancel that trip and then um uh, just a couple weeks later, uh, once again, talking with the guys at Black Rifle, hey, we want to put some guys in the goat draw. And they said, you know, okay, cool. I'm getting a list of guys. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about if we add Jonathan Blank to that? And I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, okay, you think you can handle that? I'm like, I mean, all we can do is try. And sure enough, he drew. Hell yes. So <laughs> drew a goat tag. And then so, like, the planning started. You know, they, we found out in February, mid-February, that he drew. And then we just started putting together the team and the plan on how we're going to, you know, get this thing done. So Amazing, man. But, yeah, I mean, on, I mean, yeah, I'll let you take over from kind of seeing what you kind of, you know. Yeah, I didn't even know that they put me in for it until, well, I guess, yeah, they had already had my information and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, I was totally They just knew you were all in, right? Yeah. They, 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 they knew reality. Reality. Yeah, but I think it was kind of like, hey, do you want to put in for some hunts in Alaska? Yeah, exactly. And it was just kind of like, yeah, sure, duh. Sure, duh and then, obviously. you know, no so we put him in, then like, hey, you drew a goat tag, yeah. <laughs> a mountain goat tag. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think when you drew it? I was shocked. I yeah. was like, holy shit, here we go. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, that's, for me, that was like a, like a once in a lifetime hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought. I'd ever go out and get a mountain goat. Like, I never thought it would be in the cards for me. And they I'm, they live in such an extreme terrain. Exactly. Yeah. Just, like, just that, and then just, you know, it's it's rough to draw for them. And, yeah. you know, down here in, in the lower 48, like, it can be difficult for guys to draw. It's like, like I said, like, once I, you know, you have to build up your points and stuff like that with the draw system and then money involved. I just, 
never thought it would be in the cards for me and then it just suddenly just dropped right to my lap mm-hmm. Thank- thankfully for the company and not just how everything worked out like i was blown away I was like, hell yeah, here we go. This is going to be an adventure. So, yeah. Man, so cool. And then having to work out the logistics, like um, uh, the backpack like you did to be able mm-hmm. to pack them in and then make sure you could pack the weight. And then, and then also, like, you've got to trust your guy that he's mm-hmm. going to keep you safe in the mountains in oh, the yes. most extreme terrain to go goat hunting. So they had to be some pretty serious conversations that happened where you guys had to look at logistics and how it was going to mm-hmm. come together. Well, like for me, I just, you know, I want him to be comfortable in the mountains. And so it's kind of like, okay, how are we going to make him comfortable? And especially like, I'm just going to put the pack on and go, but he's also got a ride back there. So we wanted to make sure he was really comfortable. And, uh, we got this, uh, Barney's pack frame, the freighter frame. And then, um, we decided to meet up, uh, in park. It was, was it park? No, no, uh, big sky. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. uh, We, we met up at the big sky tack event and I went into Bozeman and uh, actually stopped at the Sitka uh, Depot there and was talking with some of them. And they made some custom gear for him, and the custom seamstress was in there. Colleen. Yep, Colleen. And she just, I didn't know that she had did, did that for him. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to work on this pack and going to take this guy on a hunt. And she just is like, Jonathan? When he was mentioned like, it's an amputee. That yeah, she's like, was it Jonathan Blank? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. She's like, oh, my God, anything I can do, I will help you. And there was, like, some things I was kind of wanted reinforced and worked on in the pack. So she, like, went to work and, like, helped me she put a padding on the back and do, like, a big, like, we took, like, a turkey seat from, like, a turkey vest and put it on there. It was almost like a tree stand seat, mm-hmm. if you will. And we strapped that on there, doubled up. Um, because that, that freighter frame, when you put weight on it, it comes in. And it gra- it would grab the bottom of the hind quarter, let's just say. When you'd set it on there, it, it just pivots. And, I, and when I knelt down on, I had the frame against the the uh, going back I knelt down on this frame to see how it would feel and it pinched me immediately I was like oh crap that's not gonna work yeah. <laughs> crap okay so I think we're gonna have to take these pins out and put bolts and uh, uh, washers and, and lock nuts on there to pin the metal you know so it doesn't do that because there's only one and then there's like a sling on there then I added another I took the same bar and tubing and put it across to where it would be a 90 degree angle to where it's a hard frame now and uh with the 45 here and it, it pinned it all in to where or bolted it in to where it wouldn't move anymore and, uh, and i wanted to doubled up the fabric i mean we haul out 165 pound bear, bear hides you know a lot i knew it wouldn't probably break but I'm not going to, like, take the chance with the human life on the back, right? <laughs> right. And watch him go rolling down the mountain. So we, we doubled up everything. She helped a lot with that. And then we met up at, at uh, Big Sky. And then that was, like, the first time for us to, like, okay, let's go shoot the tack course and uh, put him on. Cause, I mean, he loves it. He's a damn good archer shot. Mm-hmm. And because uh, we first met at the Veterans Adaptive Athlete Shoot Black Rifle put on in one. 2020 yep. for COVID, COVID year. And uh, – um, you know, we met there and come to find out we're both from Kansas. Um, so that's kind of how we got to know each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, when we uh, went there, you know, and went and shot the course, he shot really freaking good, shot basically the best in our whole group. Yeah, yeah, it talked me up. It was but, a good time. We but, did. I mean, I man, that's shooting, awesome. I was strapped in and shooting off his back. We were having a lot of fun with it. It was great. Man, that's super cool. He hauled me through the course, and mm-hmm. it was like our little, you know, t- just our little – crash course mm-hmm. testing it so 
and it was comfortable. I think it gave us one little, how was it for you? Like hanging on to that thing, like riding on there, like it, no matter how much you work on, it can't be the most comfortable ride in the world. And you're probably working pretty hard going up the mountain as well. Well, the main thing for me is always be conscious of my like body weight of like where I'm shifting and how I'm moving. Like I, if I reach out for something, it throws his balance completely off. So I mean, a lot of the video, I'm just sitting there hunched over trying to keep my body weight as close to him as possible and not move or throw my weight around because it'll just mess him up. So if he shifts or something and then you shift, shift, yeah, then it it throws Yeah, it was something we didn't know, and that was the fun thing about... I had known. I knew that was going to be a thing. Right, but we we went... Montana really told us a lot. Oh, It showed us a lot. What a great idea, you two, to make a test run out of that thing and and hike for a day and see how it's all going to work. Yeah. And so, I mean, like that day that we put on six miles and it was, uh, you know, yeah, he would be sitting there and he'd do something like, and I go, Whoa, what was that? What was that? And he was like, sorry, that was my arm. I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. Cause it was like, Whoa. Cause you need, when you're hauling your backpack, you're it not never, used to something. Yeah. No, it never moving. moves on you. It it's doesn't move unless it shifts. Load. I yeah, wouldn't even right. think of that, but you're right. Just any shift of, of your mm-hmm. body weight would throw them off. off. Yeah. And, and that was around good trails. And then, so it magnified when you're, when you're side hilling, you know, on a, on in like grass, really steep grass or rocks. And if he was to move, like, I, I remember, you know, I'm like, okay, please let me know if, you, if yeah. you're going to move, I'll stabilize. Because <laughs> if you're, like, you're side-hilling along and all of a sudden, like, if he would do this, then that it's, it wasn't good. So what, what, basically how? just trying not to move the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Which, right. which sucks for him, though. I mean, that, yeah. that really oh, sucks yes. for him because he's, he's Staying still like, is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I felt bad for him because well, he's got to, like, freaking not move at all. And then the clothing, too, to get that dialed in because, um, uh, you know, us guys that are hunting, we keep warm a lot of times by the hiking or exactly. whatever. You know? I was and pretty jealous that they were working and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. working up a sweat. And I was just up. in the back just freezing. Like, yeah, oh. it'd be so cold sitting still. Like, I've never been so cold as I am, like, sitting in a tree stand right. all day yeah. because I dress for, like, I hunt western game. And sitting yep. in a tree stand being still pretty soon by the end of the hunt i had everything on i owned and booties on my feet like it's tough to to stay still and keep warm so you had good gear built out huh good system hooked us all up right on an awesome system and we narrowed it down to like the bare essentials of what i was going to need like i brought the world with me up to alaska and then we narrowed it down for what the weather was going to do and yes a backpack yeah we did it up with the guys have to be a minimalist right when you're carrying things in yeah, I had to be a minimalist because everybody else was carrying my stuff in. You know, yeah. I wasn't carrying it. So I, was, I had to be like pick and choose like, oh, well, ounces equal pounds and pounds equal pain. Like, and I'm not the one paying for it. So I got to be considerate. There was only a couple times where like, he's like, yeah, I think I'll take this and this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think you're going to take that. He's like, well, but <laughs> I got the picture I'm like, quick. Uh, yeah, and he's not. like, maybe I'll just take this like little pack and some water. I'm like. Actually, if you, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what, Paul, just tell me what to say. Like, just tell me what to say. Um, no, it was, yeah, it was freaking, my, I, my team of guys were, they, those studs. dudes were, yeah, they were loaded down to the max and just had, you know, they, they were hauling gear up and uh, shuttling gear yes, around for us and some stuff. Because, yeah, we just kind of, we could take our breaks and do whatever. But, yeah, we had to divvy all, the, all of our gear out mm-hmm. to the three guys. Mm-hmm. Um and his the, gear as well, because he's just right. Me, all so, my uh, gear, his yeah. gear, two guys' gear yeah. spread amongst everybody else with yep. their gear. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. what a team effort! Really Had to be was. so cool to see everybody come together. And there's such camaraderie, right? When you it do really something was. like that, 
Mm-hmm. And it's the suck that brings everybody together. Like, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? The harder it is, the greater the bond at the end. That's yeah. uh, so true. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, well, after Montana, I think it gave us all confidence yeah. that, like, okay, we can do this. Yep. We can definitely get this done. And, it, you know, my mindset was like, hey, we're going to take five days of food up. Um, and if I need to send guys back down, then uh, they'll go, like, a guy or two, two will run down and get, get food and bring back up. But, uh, you know, five days of food, uh, if we only get up a few hundred feet the first day or, or a thousand feet, we need to do another, or whatever. If we need to rotate guys, um, you know, because there was basically three of us I figured could help with, with hauling Jonathan if need be. I mean, and, and the truth be told, like, here's the deal. If I had said, Jonathan, we're, we're a little beat, can you, you think you can work your way up the mountain? He can work his way up the mountain. The dude can can go. I was and dying uh, for the opportunity, but yeah. Cole babied me the whole time. Took yeah, care of well, me. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it was a plan that came together. Yeah, so, like, well, and you're trying to out. manage exertion too, exactly. right? Is yeah. if you redline doing it, mm-hmm. uh, you wear yourself out for the next couple yeah. of days where you're not effective, or maybe get an injury or something like that. So yeah, yeah I can see why. Mm-hmm. Well, and like for me, like I was feeling really good. I mean, I'll give a lot of credit to the good Lord above because we did a lot of praying and preparation for this thing, and and. Um, uh, everything felt very good and strong. Everyone was was like super good attitude. Everything was everyone's just pumped, you know. And uh, I've just felt very. Everyone felt strong, and I'm like, well, I'm just gonna. Keep, I'll just keep keep hauling him. We are on a mission. If it it, you know, if I'm feeling good, I'm just gonna take my breaks and just keep going. And once we got out there, we saw goats, and then we got really amped. It's like, all right, this is <laughs> happening. This is happening. How cool! And, and uh, what beautiful country that that. Uh, it was, Above treeline on Kodiak, man, you guys got some awesome peaks and uh, uh, awesome features to go hunt goats in. And then it was so green in the Mm -hmm. film. Uh, You guys get so much rain off the coast, man. That is one beautiful place to go hunt goats. It was surreal. It was just another world. Mm -hmm. I had always wanted to go to Alaska, and it did not disappoint. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I was amazed. Especially, like, we were kind of socked in with the fog and everything, but after we after we killed the goat, like it kind of broke, it was breaking up as like, like we said, as you can see in the film, like the goats come out of the fog, like a cloud bank and they're just like there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then after we uh, take care of them, get them, bag them, then like the clouds just cleared, you know? And then we suddenly saw like really where we really were. It was like, holy shit, just blown away. Like just in time for pictures, you know, mm-hmm. like it was crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gorgeous. I have such an so appreciation real. for country like that. And I, I love, like, the, the wild country with no people, untouched, mm-hmm. untapped. Like, that's the prettiest places to me. Like, I, it's tough for me to find beauty in a city. I know there is some there for somebody. But, gosh, when I get away from it, like, to, in mm-hmm. the mountains, I'm with uh, you there, that's, like, the coolest setting. Yeah. 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 No, it's great being up on the mountain. And, you know, once we got up there and we're just kind of – now we're hunting. We're, we're literally hunting – trying to stay out of sight of goats and you know i just remember stopping so many times and uh sitting there going right on this is cool we've got you up here this is this is a really cool feeling to finally be up here showing him what it's like to uh um to be just in in range of mountain goats and when those two billies came out of the fog and bedded there uh it just felt really really cool to just be sitting there waiting and to not be like rushed into it you know we didn't have to like there he is hurry up shoot 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 you know it was it was just waiting waiting for the right opportunity and 
and uh, the way he was bedded there, just kind of figured, you know, he's got a, they've got such big chests, and just poking that in there, right up front there, just figured he'd smoke it, and uh, as soon as he came around right into that bed. bowl, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, man, I mean, you made a good shot, but then he jumped yeah. up, and then you made a great made a recovery great shot. shot. Yeah. I that was sliding like, down the damn hill, mm -hmm. and I threw my shot to the left a little bit because it was, I mean, you can see in the video, it yep. was steep, and I was trying my best to get behind the gun, but I was sliding down the mountain. I had Trevor lay on me to keep me from moving. I'm like, oh, well, it's not mm -hmm. really, I'm not really, you know, 90 degrees behind the gun all perfect like it should be. When you think it's there and it's moving and uh, squeeze little, on it, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, it's easy to end but once up. I saw what what was going on like i made that follow-up shot real yeah, quick that's I'm like, this guy good not, hunters like, this are guy good follow-up shooters so do you see that guy like um i love what you said like being able to take your time like that mm -hmm. is the way to harvest these animals like uh starting out as a kid it seemed like i'd walk around and i'd almost jump the deer and then i'm trying to shoot at it as it jumps or it stops real quick and it's not very effective but when you start to get stealthy and move around and these animals don't know you're there and you get into a good position and you wait for the right shot you know more times than not you're able to put it in the right spot but sure. it's circumstance and it doesn't always happen like we want it to and sometimes a shot breaks and it doesn't go right and you have a finish up shot mm -hmm. uh i'm really good at a finish up a shot if they give yep. me a second shot it's usually going where it goes and that's exactly what you did on a really tough shot yeah. oh you've done yeah. a lot of training and that really showed over the years yeah yeah shot Very a bunch true. of rifles huh i have been a marine a recon marine recon a marine. Of, a lot of experience with firearms yeah so. <laughs> so although i practiced i was doing a lot of shooting um over the summer to prepare for this right just getting make sure awesome. I knew my gun and everything. And yep. that's the one damn position I didn't practice. Like, laying on my side on a hill, like, on, a, on an incline like that. Never even took like a shot from tripods, <laughs> slings, like, out yeah. of trees. Like, all kinds of different stuff. And that was the one damn thing I didn't practice. But it's tough to, to reproduce, like, a 60-degree <laughs> slope on, yeah. on slick grass <laughs> in Alaska. Like, there's only yeah. one place you get that. I mean, it's crazy uh, positional shooting. I was like, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, like, like you said, I've had a good amount of training over the years so i find too hunting with rifle hunters like even with all the practice like those shooting positions um it's it's tough for guys to get into shooting positions in those extreme mountain ranges do you yeah. see that cole when you're oh, guiding? sure yeah. yeah and you know like I, i've gone to a couple of uh shooting well like ftw ranch down in texas they have a really awesome shooting course down there and the thing i loved about it and i liked you know i, I want to go back to it is you go there and they teach you shooting different shooting positions and you know and how to get stable in a weird position and the way the thing i like about it is so i can help my hunters get into those positions because if you just say get in a shooting position hurry you know then they they may not know how to get into a position you know they don't know they may just kneel down and try to shoot you know unsupported uh, unsupported <laughs> or, or, or they just they just don't know yeah. and there's so many times where i've taken those those courses where they're like okay now add this underneath your arm or maybe have like a trekking pole that you put in your armpit yep. or or something of that nature like oh man just that's a good idea yeah just building your your position and mm -hmm. your house there and uh um but like what he was saying like it's sliding down the hill you know he can't dig in no he doesn't I have a tread he, on he a boot get his feet you know he's got slick rain yeah, gear that's what i was thinking of <laughs> and that that are like uh, you know on the bottoms here and he's sliding down the hill and for trevor thompson to come up in there and get him like get nudged in there to help you know stop him from sliding mm -hmm. you know it's like a, it was pretty cool i was up the hill higher when they because we were looking over this ridge and when these came around we were kind of pinned yeah and so when they did that i told 
you know, we had whites on, you know, because we knew goats were going to be popping up and they could see us. So when we moved into position, we knew we'd be exposed. So we had those whites on and they're extra slick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just slip you know, inside. Freaking, yeah, it's Tyvek. So it's just, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad Trevor was able to slide in there and uh, help out with that and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, th- those, th- like I say, your first shot, you know, things happen. And, but if you can get reloaded and, and find that target, it's so important because a lot of guys just boom and they're not holding on to the gun and it, you know, it's out of, it's out of uh, position and guys will just get back in the scope and look instead of like, okay, white dot right there, then bring it to your eye. Boom. You know, follow up shot within seconds. I mean, that's, it, 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 that's hard. It's Mm -hmm. really hard. And it's amazing how many times guys are just not that impressive of shooting, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to a follow up shot, it's, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a rare thing sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. When you had all your training, but also working this summer, it's so important to not just make sure the rifle's on, to practice <clears throat> different shooting positions and mm-hmm. practice with that rifle, because it's not a given. I've seen a lot of guys miss a lot of easy shots with a rifle. Oh, sure. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, bows, rifles, yep. whatever. It doesn't matter. I've had guys, you know, with bears pull up on a, on a fairly close shot, and they're pulling back. <laughs> and they shoot that shot off and it's like okay now get the second get get your arrow or reload mm-hmm. you don't need to look at me no. just reload get on the animal pay yeah. attention to the yeah. animal now like Absolutely. we've already given you the green light to shoot you don't need to look at me again like yep. just get yeah, on them and get ready to shoot again mm-hmm. you know but uh but yeah you did an awesome job mm-hmm. well yeah it's um it's that training, you know, you're really helping your guys out because you have so much experience. You've been through so many of these scenarios and hunted with so many different guys and then trained yourself in the shooting positions to know them better. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the little things like with the back elbow, know which shooting position fits the landscape that you're looking at so you right. can help build a shooting position. But, man, that's um, hugely beneficial for your clients that, that go with you, uh, for you to be able to help them out like that. Yeah, and, I mean, my mindset is you're, you're, you're always learning doesn't matter how much you know you always have to keep an open mind and uh you know i learn a lot from my hunters you know mm-hmm. i mean especially you know i i wish to like spend more time with jonathan just learning more like what he knows i mean he actually got proper instructions i've only had just a small amount of proper shooting instruction over the years mm-hmm. you know like trevor helped me a lot with pistols mm-hmm. I, I i couldn't hit the broad side of a barn for years with the <laughs> pistol i had no clue how to shoot pistols very, very good at all if a guy attacked me and I had to like pull up and shoot him from from twenty yards, or, or you know, or was coming at me and I had to shoot far, I mean, I had to wait for him to get like really close. <laughs> but but just simple instruction, you're like, oh wow, it all clicks. You know, it starts clicking. You know, so I find it very very interesting. I just you know, I wasn't in the military, never got that proper instruction. And so now knowing more of these guys, it's very, very beneficial. That's for sure. Being a student of the game, right? That's right. It's like constantly learning. Yeah. Always. And, um, yeah, and it's uh, it's uh you can you can learn man. something from everybody too. There's different perspectives, but uh, especially these guys that we can pick their brain that have the professional training or the knowledge or the know-how helps so much. Because I was the same way; I couldn't hit anything with a pistol. I had a bear in the lungs that charged me that I shot nine times and 
Uh, I think I hit him twice. I, oh, wow. I finally <laughs> found my sight about the seventh shot into oh, it. But, it, it, you know, luckily oh, I had shit, a good shit, arrow shit. into him. Yeah. <laughs> and it just made me realize, like, I need to spend more time with this. I need to train with this. You know, if mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, trust my life to this yeah, pistol when I'm out bear hunting, like, I need to be able to shoot this thing. And so the same way Under as pressure. I – Yeah, I'd, I'd search out uh, guys that I really respect that know how, and they're able to walk me through these processes and then how to practice, practice my draw. Man, it went a long ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, continually learning. Yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, killed the goat, and um, now you guys got to figure out how to get him off the mountain. It almost looked like you went down a different drainage that you went up. Did you go down the same way? So <clears throat> there was a this ridge line kind of came out, and we stayed behind the ridge line to get to the goats. And then once after shooting the goat, <clears throat> Our we 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 went a different route to come out, but okay. basically just the other side of the ridge. I see. I and understand. we didn't need to stay hidden. And yep. it was really, it was started raining that day a little bit. So we, we deciphered, well, okay, we either do a long side hill around, like a loop around to come back in underneath where we came in, or we go up and out of this bowl where we were camped and go over the ridge and drop down. And I knew it was going to be steep on the backside, but <clears throat> thought we could get down it. Mm -hmm. And I knew, you know, it's kind of one of those things, do I really want to go over that ridge line? But, I you know, it's the quickest, it's the it. quickest like, way oh. out. And so I'm like, ah, it's okay. I mean, I, we were able to handle it yesterday. Might as well just, because side hilling sucks too. Oh, man. I mean, it's not fun to side hill. And especially, yeah. I would almost rather take my time zigzagging going up and then just going, you know, zigzagging going down and then then go out of trail rather than, you know, because you get to wearing the side of your foot. I mean, 80, 60, 70 pounds is a lot, you know, it's a decent amount of weight and you can be side hilling and starting a good blister and like getting your feet hot. Now throw on 145 pounds. That's not fun to, uh, to side hill with. Yeah. And everyone was heavy. You know, the lightest guy was, I think Dallas or our uh, photographer and he still had like 110 or something yeah. on there. You know, average weight of the rocks were like 130, like as much as I weigh. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, one of the one of my guides, Will, he's 135 pounds, and he had 120 some pounds. Trevor had 125 pounds on. I mean, and because we had the goat now that we had it evenly spread out amongst people, um, and so now yeah, it was just everyone was like, I'm, I mean, my weight didn't change, mm -hmm. but everyone else's weight. You know, I said, guys, you guys can either leave the meat or leave your gear, some of your gear, and we'll haul the meat out and then come back up for your gear tomorrow the next day it's up to you whatever you guys want to do and they're just like ah screw it throw it on let's get this done with yeah it's, it's always one heavy one right? yeah. <laughs> yeah no you got you got some um uh really good guys that went it sounds like all such mentally tough individuals right. to take on this challenge and then harvest a goat and get them back down and uh that terrain you know, I know how the camera doesn't do steep terrain justice, and it looked really steep on the video. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh man. Well, it it's rained. Death defying. Yeah, it rained once we got up top there on the ridge a little bit, and then so I was like, oh, perfect. Now our grass is all wet. But oh, luckily, luckily we never, you know, guys slid. But like, when you have, I know how to fall with a heavy look, like a bear hide or meat. It doesn't matter. You just fall. You don't put your hand out because you could yeah. break a finger or wrist or something. So you just kind of like throw your pack over a little bit, boom, you fall down. But I can't do that with him. And so I was very, you know, just every step was very, very cautious. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I just did not, because I slipped one time with him just once coming in down. while we were going after the goats. 
and we were side hilling around this really steep side. I, I'm really surprised that they didn't put that on there because I mean, I mean, I because I, I went whoa and I went like this, and he bailed off, and I had my mm-hmm. ice axe on this side. And I remember you hit that ice axe. Oh yeah, that was brutal. Like I it was like one. oh he I hit, and, that and I now. and I like. I went down this way, and my ice axe was this way, and he hit against the ice axe. And then, like, when we, by the time it was over with and we were on the ground on this steep side hill, my ice axe was, like, on top of his neck. It went right past my right, neck. Right, right, right. Like, grazed and I, it, and I was, like, as it was coming in, I was, like, oh, no. And I dodged it, basically, but I almost got an ice axe to my Yeah, so, throat. and I'm, like, oh, no. I, you know, I had to have, like, cut his neck or something, nicked it. But there were, didn't, it just, like, barely grazed it. And yeah. I was, like, okay, ice axe on the lower side and i'll put a trekking pole on this side <laughs> but you know we learned we learned at that time but that was the only time we slipped i believe but one more uh, time on the way down we but it was like really anticlimactic like we just kind of slipped on it. yeah just right onto your butt like oh that just happened all right yeah cool. just because it was wet grass getting out of there but yeah did it did it wear you like riding in the back of that pack? Like, uh, did you have any like? Did that pad work like it was supposed to back yeah, there, or it did, did it get really uncomfortable towards the end? Uh, it really just got uncomfortable, like not moving, not oh, moving, yeah. and being scrunched over in that position, trying to put my arms over Cole. My arms would go numb and hurt and be dead, but I couldn't do anything about it. So I just kind of just suffered through it. And then getting cold, it's like whatever, you know. Yeah. Deal with what you got to deal with. They were working hard. Like I just. How to be still. <laughs> yeah, so, man. It's like, you know. That's so cool. You guys put that thing together. And then to be able to capture it on video like that, man. Yeah. Not something else. That's well, wild. It's important for him to be able to, you know, it's important to me that he gets something like that to be able to remember forever that, hey, wow, cool. I got to get up in the mountains. That was badass. Yeah. And hopefully he enjoyed his company. I don't know if he did. But, uh, you know, it, it th- those are cool. It's like that for any of us, right? We want we want to have those memories and uh and the other big thing is like you know you hope to inspire others to get out there and uh get you know get out there in the mountains maybe not everyone you know is as adventurous as jonathan but you know what you can hopefully they want to get out there you know and uh these guys have gone through a lot um and so just because you've had something happen to you doesn't mean that also that there's not people like myself, and there's a tons of other guys out there way tougher than me that could be helping someone out, you know. And, 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 you know, like the thing I love about, like, Black Rifle is everyone that I've met, um, no one no one wants something easy. The, all these guys that I've met, did, you know, these were warriors that, like, did extreme things, busted their ass, and are used to difficulties and hardship and uh, extreme extreme things and to put guys like that back kind of in that realm and i just kind of stand back and let them be there because I, I never got to do that with you i don't know what they went through just know it was hell and it, it's fun for me to get guys back out there and i just want other guides or other just people out there to never hurts to ask you know and try to get someone back into the mountains or out in the woods you know what i mean and just come up with with creative ways you know it doesn't always have to be hey come on out shoot out of the truck window buddy you know like come on man like let's think outside the box Mm -hmm. work with them sometimes you just you know like having clint trial down there to texas we took another guy out double amputee guy but he has some prosthetics another recon marine yeah great guy lost his legs in combat in afghanistan really and but it was his first time to really be out hunting and this was like a, 
Audad hunt down the Devil's River, uh, you know, free range Audad in Texas. And it was, I mean, like you can make it as hard as you want. You can only make it so easy, but we would get the side by sides up on these ridges and he'd have to get out there, but like, you know, just taking his time, moving across boulders and rocks with this prosthetics. And, and it's, it, it was tough to watch because it was hard on him. It was, it was painful, but he wanted to do it. You know, he's like, I got to do it. I got to show my, you know, he's, I, I can do this, you know, and it, that's awesome. I love watching it. And, you know, it can, yeah, it's just, you get out there with these guys and you just want to, keep doing it you know so it's, it's amazing a, it's really gratifying to, yeah. to get out there with these guys yeah and how mentally tough like uh you are like uh to take on all these challenges uh uh to keep positive to keep living a fulfilling life to keep That's building relationships exactly it, yeah. man i just like like uh, uh facing something like you face like i can't even begin to imagine like what you've been through and i'm sure there's lows but boy to just attack life and get the most out of it and uh, do meaningful things man that's amazing yep. i mean after coming so close to death like i flatlined like three times and, did you yep and my uh, my initial emergency trauma like surgeries and stuff um so yeah after coming that close like i'm just here to live life to the fullest, get everything I possibly can out of it, you know, and keep building awesome friendships, great memories, and I love to go out there and inspire others, you know, yeah. honestly, like, I don't really see myself as an inspiration, but I like to be an example, you know, so if I can go out there and do it, and other guys get the idea, like, they can do it too, you know, and that's what it's all about. Like, Man. Uh, we've had such great, like, positive feedback from this, like, guys mm -hmm. come up to me and say, like, oh, what you guys did is amazing, this and that, and they're like, I'm going to get my friend out and out into the outdoors because of what you guys did like that gave me an idea we've had like a couple of like families or yeah. fathers like and stuff like that yeah. talk about their kids with disabilities like getting them out there in the mm -hmm. outdoors so yeah. it's like that's a big thing that i love about it like if i can you know go out and live a fulfilling life for myself like yeah and then just set an example for others and have them yeah. to go out and do it then i mean that's just it's awesome that's what it's all about right well and it is um like so inspirational it just like um uh, you know, it makes me remember, it makes everybody remember or look at their life and think, you know, because my problems aren't that bad or, you know, I don't have it that bad. We have uh, like, it's I like it's that all the time. It could always be worse. Yeah. I don't got it that bad. Yeah. It's like the way you look at life and the <laughs> way you attack it. Like mm -hmm. we, we all can live our lives that way and we all can live a better life, a more fulfilling life. That's all of us. Uh, you know, so like it to, uh, to see your attitude with it and to see you attack these adventures and uh, to see Cole take on a different challenge and get his mind right for this and have his guys dedicate their time and you guys go up as a team, um, man, it, that is uh, uh, inspirational. And so, yeah, I mean, we all need to live the best life we can live and we're just dealt the hand we're dealt and it's to go from there. But I think we can all learn from you for sure. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's really inspirational. Well, I'm learning from others, and I'm just trying to pass it on, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell you, one thing, like he never once, if I would have been in his position back there on that pack, there were some places that I would have said, okay, man, yeah. like, uh, uh, and he never said a word. <laughs> <laughs> never said a word. There was a that's, couple of times where, toughness. like, we, I'd go through a spot, get over, and like, nice. Good job. <laughs> you know, just tell, yeah, good. Nice. Nice. Good. Perfect. You know, something like yeah. that. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I – that would have yeah. freaked me out. I don't know if you were, like, ever scared. But, man, I I would have been freaked out if I was the one not in control of yeah, that. I'm exactly. in control. Yeah. Yes. And I'm – you know, sometimes I micromanage things. And, like, part of that is, like, man, I was so worried. Like, what if I 
what if I let one of the guys carry Jonathan and they dropped him? I would feel bad. Or what if one of my guys blew his knees out? I'd feel pretty bad, you know. And it's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do as much as I can because I feel like I can, you know, and I don't want – but I could not believe <laughs> – that he never said a word to me about, like, in some really sketchy spots. He just is back there, and I'm like, oh, my God. I couldn't imagine to be in, you know, him willing to just freaking go with it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing, because it's one thing to put on just a load of weight and go across some sketchy stuff. But, like, yeah, when you have human life and you're packed there, it's like, uh, yeah, a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just had to let go. <laughs> just trust you. <laughs> yeah, let go. You Otherwise, did, yeah. I would trip myself crazy. Like, oh, step here, or do this, or do that, or don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, like, it is interesting. Like, I had to learn that. Some of my friends have hauled me up mountains here and there, and we've gotten out into the outdoors, and I had to learn real quick to, like, you know what? <laughs> just let go. Like, let them do their thing. Can't micromanage them. But, yeah, it's it, – you're – yeah. You just uh, – I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but yeah. Well, I mean, you have no fear. The dude's still jumping That's, out of airplanes. Yeah, exactly. Okay? He's, he's going skydiving. He's doing anything and everything. He's got ripping down the mountain on a monoski better than what I can snowboard. You know, I mean, yeah, he just t- tackles and, everything. And all those things I feel like I have control like, of my destiny. Like, I am I trust myself. I mastered this stuff. You know, I've trained for these things. It's just different. Like, your buddy's hauling you around. Like I said, like, you have no control. And you just got to go step back. Like, Otherwise, I'd drive myself crazy thinking about it. Like, yeah, to yeah. give up control is one thing, but you're right. It's like the the bravery, you know, to go for an adventure, uh, mm-hmm. to go up in the mountains. Like, um, you know, you're facing your own mortality uh, again, going on an adventure like this. Like, it is, um, you know, yeah, you guys made a plan, and yeah, you trust Cole, and yeah, you guys are going to go for it, but you're still there's an element of danger that you can't avoid doing a super adventure like that or there's a element of danger that you can't avoid jumping out of a plane or doing the mono ski you know and so you're still going for it all in which which that's the most fulfilling life is to have these things that you're passionate about you know that you can go do and be excited for but uh you're also pushing your comfort level you are cole was your crew was you know it's pushing your comfort level like you say you're responsible for them on your back and uh to accomplish it and come out heroes man it's amazing Mm -hmm. thank you yeah yeah it's so Uh cool well so happy for you guys thanks so much for joining me for the podcast one more thing it's pretty cool this isn't gonna end come uh august We've got a, uh, a, a really great gentleman donated a doll sheep hunt to Jonathan. What? So here we go again. Oh, yeah, dude, you're this, kidding. Uh, right end of on, August, man. we're gonna fly up to the Northwest Territories and uh, go up there um, with Canola Outfitters and go do some doll sheep hunting. Oh, amazing! Right cool. on. Are, yeah, I'm Part so two. stoked. So stoked. Yeah, to get back how out there. cool. Well, it's like you fall in love with these adventures and doing them, right? Mm-hmm. And so many of these things are like bucket list hunts where it's like, yeah. oh, do it once. But then when it's all over, it's like, oh, it's it's almost like a letdown. Mm-hmm. It's all over. Like that trip was over. And then to have somebody donate the hunt and have you guys put this together again and for a doll sheet? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna in be tears cool. when we found out. I was man. Like, oh, really? I'm in tears for you, <laughs> yeah. man. That's awesome. That yeah. is unreal. Like those. Those white sheep are really special, yeah. aren't they? The the places they live, like uh, those goats live in wild places, but uh, that Northwest Territories oh, for doll I'm, sheep, that's that one's going to be tough. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you know, I'm say, just going. I'm just going. Obviously, I'm going to be taking them up there, but it's like I'm excited to get up there with the guides and see new country. What is it, the yeah. McKenzie Mountains? I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, 
what was that old man Easton that was like up in those places and the cool, cool films that, uh, that those guys did. Oh, I yeah. mean, gosh, dang, those are like some of the most epic films. We'll have to show you a lot of these old school films from the Eastmans back in the day uh, that are so epic up in that country. You're yeah, going to love can't them. Wait. Gordon Eastman, um, and uh, I apologize if I mess up the story. I've, I've heard it a bunch of times, but Gordon Eastman pretty much worked out a deal uh, up in the Northwest Territories that they wanted to him to explore this country and see what was up there and go up there and hunt. And so he brought like uh, uh, one or two of his best buddies up there and they went and explored for like a hundred days up there and hunted doll sheep all over the place. And so remote and back in the day when they didn't have the gear, you know, where you're wearing flannel and Straight jeans. Straight mountain man. Right yeah, there, yeah. All, and they explored epic. that country and killed doll rams and then made films about it way before anybody yep. was making films, right. you know. You know, and so documented this whole process, and some of the films are just amazing. You up gotta there, watch them; yeah, they're so that. cool. They're yep. they're beautiful to watch too. Yep. And I love the music. Oh yeah, uh, one of my friends and I, he's a tax for up in Kodiak. We we would I'd come over to his house, and he's like, "Hey, I got the film on," and uh, and we would I'd go there for coffee in the mornings, and we'd just be like listening to the music. It's such like just beautiful music mm-hmm. that they play, mm-hmm. and it and you're just like watching these sheep and the way he talks about things. It's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll, you'll love it. Trust yep. me. And then they you'll they be watching it every it. night before you go to bed. Yeah, yeah he will. Yeah, it'll wake you up in the dolls. morning and then put you to sleep in the evening because <laughs> you're just like the relaxing music and mm-hmm. everything. Watching the yeah, just the beautiful animals. Yeah, it's it's such a neat deal. So and then they went cool. and recreated it in the same mm-hmm. country that Gordon Eastman hunted. Uh, his grandson is Guy and Ike Eastman, and they went and did a film with Yeti up there, and Guy shot a great doll ram up in that yep. mountain range, in the same mountain range where Gordon Eastman were, same saddle and even yep. uh, same places where he was. Yep. Did you go on that one? No, but okay. I know I knew all about it when they, when they went up there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I was super excited to see that finally uh, launch and, and come out because mm-hmm. that film's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to show you all those. You're going to get pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. I'm already stoked, man. That sounds awesome. Man, I'm, well, I'm pumped for the both of you guys. That film is absolutely amazing. Where can guys check it out? Uh, I believe so. Like the, the, There's a few different versions of it, but the one that's probably the best to watch is on Free Range American YouTube platform, like the Black Rifle Free Range American. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can click on there, and uh, and it, it'll be a picture of Jonathan, I believe, on the front of there. I don't know. like they, they What was like the, the title was He Ain't Heavy. Or something, <laughs> something like that. It's <laughs> something weird. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's like the first line you'll see. But okay. uh, but yeah, under Free Range American on YouTube. Uh-huh. And then there's also another version on Black Rifle proper on our YouTube channel. Cool. Like Cap Life or something. Yeah. I think that's one that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But the longer version is on that Free Range, Free Range American. American. Yep. So. Well, such good work, you guys. And really pumped for that doll sheep adventure for you guys in August. So yeah, I'll be watching social media to see if I can get some updates on it. But um, yeah, thanks a bunch for joining me. I really appreciate you telling the story. And um, yeah, good luck in the Northwest thanks, Territories. Thanks Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> thanks, Cole. Thanks for making it to the show. Yeah. Do this bad boy. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Really fun conversation with Cole Kramer and Jonathan Black. Um, so much, um, so much there about perseverance and a strong mindset. And um, man, the, it was it was just awesome to hear about uh, what you can do when you set your mind to something. And and um, those guys definitely set their mind to something and were able to accomplish it. It's a great video. Make sure to go check it out. And uh, thanks to all those guys for coming on, and thanks to the guys that helped support that hunt and are supporting the next one. It's absolutely amazing. So, 
Just want to thank our sponsors for today's show. I want to thank Onyx, Forever Barnwood. I want to thank Outdoor Edge Knives. Uh, I want to thank Black Ovis and Camo Fire. So thanks to those guys. And again, over at Eastman's, make sure to check out that new podcast, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal Podcast Edition, Life of a Bow Hunter. So that's that podcast I'm doing with Dan Bacar. We're five episodes in now. And uh, man, I'm just really proud at how those episodes are coming out. And I think we're adding great value to the podcast market. So if you're interested or if you like this podcast, go check out that one. It's on a different feed. And um, man, help me out. Leave me a review uh, on the podcast format. Share it on social media, like um, whatever you can do. We're just trying to get the word out. And it's so tough uh, in today's day and age, like there's so many podcasts out there to be able to separate yourself. So we're working really hard to, to bring you guys quality content and, um, great consistent podcasts. And so, yeah, to help me out, if you share it with your friends or, um, uh, leave me a review on iTunes, like that all helps the algorithm. So appreciate the support. Go check it out. Go listen to it. Let me know what you think. Let me know, uh, what you guys want to hear on that podcast and um, we'll get it in the works. I'm going to make sure to get some like timely podcasts in there with Dan, you know, about early season mule deer, elk, things of that nature, antelope, and uh, the same with this podcast. Man, just working really hard to get you guys uh, consistently good podcasts with good content, good information. And so I'll be working hard here to not only get you one a week, but get you some extra episodes here in the summer as we're coming into hunting season. I know I am so stoked for season, and I'm sure you guys are, as we're all wired the same. Um, it's going to be a full year for me, and um, got lucky in some draws. Um, uh, drew a tag I wasn't planning on, and one I was planning on, and um, yeah, I've got a good season put together, man. It's going to be full of adventures, and so just trying to put in the work now and um, get in these mountain runs, get in my rucking, uh, getting in my body weight exercises, and then... Um, just trying to make time for scouting and then I'm also in bear season right now like trying to kill a bear here uh, it's been pretty busy but um, I've got 15 more days and we'll hit it hard and see if I can find a, a giant bear to put an arrow in so um, super stoked I've been having fun here uh, sure was fun release that podcast with uh, Dan Heverin last week um, about that bear he killed man we just had a riot that evening and um, really nice to see him arrow a, a trophy bear like that so um Super stoked on that deal, and um, man, keep killing it, keep getting things done here. I'm gonna do. I'm also gonna do a podcast. Um, well, I've got some. I've got some ideas in the works, so we'll get these um, podcasts done and recording out to you. But I'm super excited about it. Uh, this podcast and then that new one with Dan Picard just gonna work really hard to uh, make it as good as I can make it. So. Um, man, with that, keep working hard towards your uh, goals, guys. Like hunting season is coming. It'll be here before we know it, the fall season. And um, it's going to be really fun to cut our legs loose and um, put our skills to the test and see if we can arrow some trophy critters. So uh, I absolutely can't wait. And I know you guys are wired the same. So thanks for the support of the podcast. I really appreciate it. The support on social media uh, means the world to me. And um, man, with that, check in with you next week.